0: Thank you, Pastor Megan. I am Pastor Amy. We do have a few people here who are new to our gathering and um, we're not gonna do introductions like we do, um, like we do when we gather in person, but we do have fellowship time afterwards. And at that time when we unmute our mics and have a chance to say hello to each other and check in, we can also maybe see if there are guests among us. We have welcomed some of those folks as, we've, uh, as people have joined. We do invite you to stay muted throughout our, the entirety of worship. And as Pastor Megan just said, we, we are recording our gathering, the, just the worship por- portion of our gathering to share with those who can't join us or who would like to listen to this later. Um, and also during our prayer time a little bit later, we invite you to use the chat feature of Zoom to, to type in your prayers so that Melanie can, can voice those aloud. For everybody. Um, And then also during our fellowship time, there'll be just a little check in. Uh, Megan sent out a prompt question about how we're keeping healthy during this time of uh, staying home and staying healthy. And so we invite some conversation around that a little bit later. Regardless of where we are across the city and across our state and even across the country, we are now and always worshiping on the land of first peoples. Of course, here in Seattle, that's the Duwamish people. And they are a people still alive and thriving as much as any of us can in this moment, in the city of Seattle. And I know of course that people are being asked to, to share their resources where you can at this moment, but they are one of our community partners who, uh, who also could use their support. And you can visit Real Rent Duwamish, I think, Megan probably just posted that, um, posted that link if you're interested in checking out the Duwamish. We're gonna begin our worship with song. Uh, we just figured out how to share screens. So Megan is going to share, uh, share our first song and Michael is going to play. If I can find Michael, I will unmute Michael. Michael's going go. to play, and I invite you to sing from where you are. You you won't hear everyone's voices, but sing from where you are. Gestures as you're able, and Michael, you can just decide which verses will benefit
1: together. Okay, well, let's sing one, two, three, and five. Just today? T- Peace before us, peace, behind us, peace, under our feet. Peace within us, peace over us, let all around us be peace. Love before us, love behind us, love under our feet. Love within us, love over us, let all around us be love. Cry Light before us, light behind us, light under our feet. Light within us, light over us, let all around us be light. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. Thank you, Michael. Just with that last hallelujah, the sun came out in front of me. Through my window and it was a lovely, a lovely moment of serendipity. Our call to worship as we've been sharing together throughout Lent um, has been the same and you are invited as always to the response we want to see. And Megan, you can unmute yourself and Megan will do the response. We gather as disciples ready to step out onto the wilderness road but dust clouds our vision. Holy God,
2: we want to see. We gather as followers
0: of the way, but ashes dim our view. Jesus, we want to see. We turn our faces toward Jerusalem. May the veil be lifted and our visions cleared.
2: Spirit, come. We want to see. We
0: light our peace candle each week to acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision for a just peace for all of creation. This week, as I was thinking about all the ways that God's just peace are important to us as a congregation, I thought of all the ways that the powerful in this world are using a time of crisis to advance power, Uh, in particular, Um, In particular, I was thinking about the indigenous folks in northern BC at Wet'suwet'en and the way that in in this time of crisis and so little attention being turned toward them, um, police and government and the the pipeline builders are just forging ahead as fast as possible. And so in that, uh, in the ways that um, people who are experiencing homelessness are still being harassed even more so by police. I think of war and violence in Syria and other parts of the world. And all of those ways that those justice issues that we have held so dear are being ignored and forgotten because of very real anxiety and crisis in our own communities. And I pray that, that those folks will not be forgotten. We know that God does not forget that God holds all of these in God's hands. And I cry out in protest, in protest of the ways that those justice issues are being left aside. And together we pray, we long for peace, we pray for peace, and we choose to live for peace. Last week, Adam introduced us to another Lenten song, uh, Rachel Weasley's Confusion and Wonder. And as we think about all of the crises, that we're holding and the weight of that and our confusion at how to respond. Um, uh, I pray that that our confusion may give way to wonder and that um, that in fact, we may find moments of wonder within these times of crisis.
1: I was singing this in my backyard yesterday as I was doing some gardening and I, I kept slipping and instead of saying, your confusion will give way to wonder, I kept saying, your confusion will give way to anger. And uh, it just reminded me of how confusion does really lead to anger, and especially when we see injustice. But if we can stop and see the wonder and that hope in it as well, um, then I think we're far better off. So your confusion will give way to wonder your confusion will give way to wonder your way to wonder. One more time. Your confusion will give way to wonder.
0: I invite you to join me if you can remember the motion, the ASL signs for our passing of the peace to join me in that. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. May peace be with you and also with you. If you are interested in uh, in practicing that, I can share a link for uh, a little video about ASL, and a little bit more about even where that sign for peace comes from. For our time with children, which is actually a time for everybody today, uh, I discovered this week that in my neighborhood, there is a labyrinth. And so today, and and I remember how much I value having a labyrinth near me as a spiritual practice. And some of you might remember that we had a labyrinth that looked very much like this on our floor in our sanctuary before we uh, got new carpet. And many of us were sad to see that labyrinth go. Uh, and in fact, the, the labyrinth that's near my house looks very much like this one, although has, has more circuits. And I can't remember how many circuits the one in our congregation had. Uh, so this is often what we're used to, but there is a way of drawing a labyrinth. If you would like to do this yourself um, as a meditation, Uh, and use your finger to trace a labyrinth. We're gonna make a very simple one, a very simple, you know, I just realized I said we light our peace candle. I did not light our peace candle. So before I do anything else, I'm gonna light our candle because we long for peace and we pray for peace and we choose to live for peace whether or not the candle is lit. So I'm going to talk about how we can make a labyrinth. And if you have a paper and pencil handy, you are welcome to join along and try this with me. Uh, So we're going to start with a cross or a plus sign, a big plus sign in the center. And in each corner of that plus sign, a little dot can see there's a, just a little dot in each of the corners. Now, to start the paths of the labyrinth, we're going to, from the very top of the, the upright cross, make a little curved line from the top of the cross to the next dot over. And you, this works either direction, as long as you keep going in the same direction. Because I think I am a mirrored version of what I'm doing myself. And then you go to the next dot on the other side, on the top. And you keep a curve going around to the next dot on that side. And then you, we're going to go to this, this side here and all the way around to the next dot. So you can see it's starting to form. The next one. And there we have a simple labyrinth. Now, what's going to be the center of our labyrinth is right here. And sometimes what I like to do, if I'm going to use my finger or my eyes to trace this labyrinth, is I might put something like that at the center to remember that I'm always somewhere in relation to God's love. So I could, now I could use my finger, put on this side, I can use my finger to start the path. You can see that I just go around and around and there's nowhere to stop until I reach the center. And then you can go out again, however fast or slow you like to do that. And if you would like, if this is not complicated enough for you, if you would like a project that is a little more complicated, you can try this. So we start, we're going to start the same way, the cross, but instead of two little dots, we're going to put a little curve in each corner And then inside those curves, we're going to put a little dot. And just like we did the last time, we're going to start at the top of the cross. And go to the next one over. And join each of those ends and continue in the same way, doing a little faster and a little bit messier. Sometimes I have made a mistake and I've joined the wrong dot to the wrong place or the wrong line to the wrong dot. That's okay. Just start all over. And so then you have have a, a labyrinth with a few more lines. And again, you can remember God's love waiting for us always. And continue to do that. And this is a children's time. It's called the children's time. But really, this is something anyone can try. And if you just need a little moment of quiet and meditation and you're not sure how to pray or what words to say or how to quiet your body or your mind, this actually can be a really, or even like I've suggested drawing in color or praying in color before. Even if I don't like, I don't know what to draw. I'm not a creative person, but anyone can do this. <laughs> Pastor Megan is taking a picture of me. <laughs> Anyone can do this. I have a feeling this might end up uh, on our uh, on our podcast post. Uh, and also, Pastor Megan has some med- a meditation and scripture to share with us.
2: It's true. You can't get away with snapping photos in this format, can you? When your phone is right up in front like that. <laughs> I'm gonna continue my practice with our Zoom church of considering what is the sermon in a sentence. Um, Our text is from Mark 13 and it's the first few verses, one through eight, I think, and then 24 to the end. Um, But I really sort of spent time thinking about the whole chapter of Mark 13. So sermon in a sentence is this, keep alert and don't worry, it's only the apocalypse. Keep alert and don't worry, it's only the apocalypse. I have another semicolon in there you'll hear. I'm kind of cheating with this sermon in a sentence. Semicolon is a good way to get sort of a couple of things in a single sentence. So Mark was writing, the gospel of Mark was written to a community that was experiencing complete upheaval um, and um, as many apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptic texts are. They are written for communities that are experiencing an upheaval in their world. Their world has been upended. And I was listening to um, a a commentary podcast this week about this text that suggested that perhaps never before, at least in my lifetime, have I read Mark 13, this apocalyptic text with more integrity. Um, We are with COVID-19 with the, global pandemic experiencing um, perhaps the most authentic reading of an apocalyptic text that we have ever done in our lives. Keep alert and don't worry. It's only the apocalypse. Um, Apocalypse, as lots of people like to remind us, in fact, Amy, I think, wrote a midweek message a couple weeks ago um, uh, reminding us that apocalypse does not mean End times um, in sort of a final battle or final judgment kind of way. Um, apocalypse means more um, concretely it means a, a revealing or an unveiling and um, when I read this apocalyptic text of Mark 13 talking about wars and rumors of wars and nation Taking up sword against nation and earthquakes and famines and and all of that, um, these apocalyptic images. And I read Mark thirteen, and I can see that that in reality, that is how the world is. The world has never been different. There have always been wars and rumors of wars and nations taking up sword against nations and earthquakes and famines and people fleeing. Their homes, not even able to go back to get their coats, just getting out. Um, so, So apocalypse is a revealing of the way the world has always been. This is descriptive stuff. It's not prescriptive of some future out there, but it's descriptive of where we are. So keep alert and don't worry. It's only the apocalypse. The apocalyptic moment that we are living in with COVID-19 is revealing fault lines that have always existed in our society, or at least have existed for as long as most of us can remember. This apocalyptic moment is unveiling uh, systemic wrongs, like workers who do not have access to paid time off. Uh, like a healthcare system that has been inadequately equipped um, to attend to the healthcare and well being of all, unveiling that not everyone has equal access to that healthcare. So, these are all fault lines that have always existed, have existed for a long time, and this moment is revealing them to all of us, including me, who, in my privilege, I've been shielded by some of these realities. I haven't had to confront them or see them in the way that we are all seeing them now. Um, So this apocalypse is revealing fault lines that have always been there. Keep alert and don't worry, it's only the apocalypse. So where is the good news? Well, the good news in Mark, in Mark chapter 13 is the proclamation of the beloved community the beloved community that has always been, that has always been heralded by God, first in the Torah and now in the coming of the human one and embodied by the brave ones who we encounter them in Mark 13, who will speak truth to powerful people, even in the midst of suffering. That is the good news. A lot of news, as Amy um, already alluded to in the in the prayer for peace um, with the peace lamp, a lot of news can get buried beneath the pile of global pandemic news. I don't know about y'all, but I can guess that your news feed looks a lot like mine. It's pretty monolithic. Um, I can read a lot of different things about what's happening locally and across the country and globally related to COVID-19. And as I keep reading more and more and more about the global pandemic, I keep thinking about what's below the fold on the newspaper. What's all the stuff that's happening beneath all of that? Um, I haven't, I honestly, I've not looked into this, but I saw a headline this week that said the EPA is rolling back protections for the environment. That's one thing that's happening below the fold. Um, Amy mentioned our um, water and land protectors in Northern BC. Their story of resistance is below the fold and the way the oil companies are coming in despite that. What else is happening below the fold? The conditions in our prisons, including the Northwest Detention Center. So there's um, um, the resistance movement at the Northwest Detention Center is starting a week of advocacy this coming week. So what's all that stuff that gets buried beneath? Um, And Mark 13 implores its hearers, its hearers who are living like us in an apocalyptic moment, to keep alert, to keep alert to who is using this moment to exploit, to keep alert to what is happening. And that is tough to do because we are, most of us, isolated in our homes. And this is where we're supposed to be. This is our contribution to the community's well-being, is to stay isolated in our homes. And that's hard for those of us who are doers. We want to do something and yet here we are stuck and what can we do? Um, So I am taking hope in Mark 13 in the imploring to keep alert. Can we each keep alert to, not all the things, we don't have to do all the things. Is there one thing that perhaps each of us is um, particularly called, almost like a vocation or a calling, called to stay awake to? For some of us, that's staying awake to our commitment to pray, to pray for those many who, in these days, are dying alone, whether from COVID-related, uh, whether from COVID nineteen or from other unrelated um, illnesses. Some of us are called to prayer. Some of us are called to joining the resistance with the Northwest Detention Center. Some of us are. Called to show up at GLA and be faithful in walking with the community that's living on the streets in these days. Some of us might be called to watch what's happening with the EPA. What is happening with the EPA? I don't know. Uh, Something is, though. Uh, Some of us may be called to do that. So um, keep alert to the one thing that you are called to keep alert to in these days. Keep alert and don't worry. It's only the apocalypse. It is only the revealing of the way the world has always been. So let's give thanks, even for this very painful, very painful, with so much suffering unveiling, because the alternative is to live in a sleepy stupor, um, cut off from the reality of the world. And none of us has that privilege any longer in these days to live in a sleepy stupor, cut off from the reality of the fault lines in our society and our world so let's let's give thanks for that and move with as much hope and resiliency um, into what our particular calling may be in this moment keep alert my friends do not worry it's only the apocalypse we got this god's got us in this may it be so
3: In our time of prayer today, let us also be reflective of ourselves in what we need to be mindful of in this keeping alert. Just invite you to notice where the tension is in your body the uncertainty, the confusion, the fear that might exist. Just want to release that. Also just pay attention to where that tension is. Invite you to breathe. Ah. Take in another breath and let it out with a sigh. I want to shake out an arm, shake out the other arm, shake out your body and your voice. you're invited during this time to use the chat feature to type in any prayers that I can read aloud. We will have a time during fellowship to express more of um, what we're experiencing during this time, but want to share any of our concerns and prayers with each other. Creator God You looked at dust and you were inspired with your breath. It became alive. Your beloved Jesus took mud and turned it to the work of healing and vision. We, your creatures come to you, beautiful, and yet fragile, longing for recreation and new life, longing for your touch and your wholeness. Meet us in the dust and ashes of our desolation as we raise our prayers to you. We ask, for your protection, for your beloved community, for all your children suffering from coronavirus. Protect us from exposure. Keep us safe. Protect our frontline workers. Protect us when we are sick. Calm our fears, our confusion our uncertainty, and may we experience your presence with us today. For all people who are ill and dying, and dying often alone, may you surround and uphold them in their pain and welcome them into your arms. We pray with Pete, who lost a good friend to COVID-19. We pray for Gloria, who's with us today from Italy, teaching but living alone and isolated. We are grateful for Jane Powell, who is recovering from COVID. We pray for Trent Jensen, who is in hospital, part of our Goswell Laker community. We pray for the people in our winter shelter who are transitioning as the shelter closes April 1st. And we pray especially for Christy and Samuel with the anticipation of new birth. We ask that you ensure a smooth and safe delivery. Thanks be to God. The prayers from our chat box. We pray for all people stuck at home in abusive relationships. Prayers from Hannah Notes. We ask for prayers for our children who are going hungry due to not getting meals while school is closed. From Gray and Isaac that their grandmother had a seizure this week and is in the hospital as they figure out what is going on. This is Isaac's grandmother. We ask for protection for folks who speak truth to power, who are revealing the fault lines in our community, who are awake from the sleepy stupor and are working hard to advocate we offer prayers for healing and well being for Jennifer's sister, Patrice Delante, recovering at home in Colorado Springs from COVID 19. Gratitude that she didn't have to be hospitalized. For the safety, comfort, and peace and rest for God's Laker hosts volunteers, guests, and especially for Jonathan who is holding all of this together. We are grateful for the new workers that will be coming online to support him this next week. Prayers for all who live with depression and anxiety, other mental health illnesses and how it is aggravated during this time Jean Sloniker asks for a quick resolution of her mother's lawsuit to ensure that she has enough money to care for herself until she dies. For the inequities in our education system, which grow wider with this pandemic, Those with means and privilege are able to provide educational opportunities for their children and those without are not. During this time we experience grief for all the plans that have been canceled and having to postpone AJ's and Allie's wedding and replan it amidst this crisis and other family complications. We are sorry and hope this celebration can happen soon. We ask for prayer for the mental health struggles of the people in Zach's family. Mm, We hold all of these prayers spoken and written and held in our hearts, God. Be near to us. Creator God, we, your creatures, have come to you, beautiful, fragile, and longing for new life. We trust that you will create anew in us, a new spirit, and that through us, you will work toward wholeness for all creation.
0: Amen. Amen. We will continue in prayer as we bless all of our offerings. We're having to be creative with how we uh, accept offerings and are grateful that we can do that electronic, electronically. Today, in particular, I want to bless the work of the Service and Education Fund in our congregation. We bless and give thanks for the donation that we were able to offer through our E Fund to Washington Building Leaders of Change, WABLOC, an organization based in Southeast Seattle. WABLOC works with community leaders and small businesses, and right now are working with those. Community partners to feed families in Southeast Seattle, in my neighborhood of Rainier Beach, and I'm so grateful for that. May they be a source of strength for our city and for our community with each of our gifts, with every one of the screens represented uh, in our gathering this morning. We recommit ourselves and our gifts to the service of all of God's people. Thanks be to God. Amen. And we are going to close with song and again, uh, Megan is going to post that song, there it is, on our screens. And you are invited to, to sing along with Michael as we, as we sing together, sing our way out.
1: Yeah, we're gonna sing kind of a folk version of this song. So bear with me, you can sing whatever you want because I can't hear you. Um, but anyway, this is, <laughs> I'm gonna sing it the way I like to sing it. So. <laughs> Oh, healing river, send down your waters, send down your waters, upon this land. Oh, healing river, send down your waters, and wash the blood. Off of the sand This land is parching
2: This land is
1: burning No seeds are growing In the barren ground Oh healing river Send down your water Oh, healing river, send your waters down. Let the seeds of freedom awaken and flourish. Let the deep roots nourish. Let the tall stalks rise oh healing river send down your waters oh healing river from out of the skies first verse again oh healing river send down your water Send down your waters Upon this land O oh, healing river Send down your waters And wash the blood From off of the sand And wash the blood offer of the same
2: amen and thank you